Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. A Thursday edition of Sparky's Midday Madness. Going to talk some college football this hour. As we can look ahead to Badgers in Illinois, Don Wachillis of the College Sports Show comes up uh, tonight, 6 to 8. The Journey House College Sports Show. Get the name right, Spark. From 6 to 8 tonight here on The Fan, Don with Chillis and Dan Underberg do a great job. Try to get Don on every Thursday to promote his show, and he and I uh, always love going back and forth on Badger football. So we'll talk about what happened uh, last weekend uh, for the Wisconsin Badgers, and we'll look ahead to this Brett Bielema-Illinois game as well, and maybe really what Wisconsin has been missing since Brett Bielema left. What is that? Well, we'll dive into that. Uh, coming up uh, at about 2.15 or so. Then at 2.30, 2.35, Jeremy Werner from the Illini Inquirer, 24-7 Sports, uh, will join us coming up about 2.30, 2.35. Also, uh, should tell you, uh, for you wrestling nut jobs out there, like I once used to be, and Bart Winkler still is, Eric Bischoff uh, will be on Sparky's Midday Madness tomorrow at 2.35. Bischoff, of course, uh ran back in the day WCW and then obviously WWE bought them and uh, Bischoff has been around the wrestling business for a long time and he's in town for Crusher Fest uh, coming up this weekend so Eric Bischoff will be on the show tomorrow at 2.35 so if there's any questions you have for Bischoff uh, tweet him at Sparky Radio tweet any question you have for Eric Bischoff uh, at Sparky Radio just use the hashtag Bischoff now I don't know if you uh, saw this story or not, but uh, Tim Bontemps of ESPN, uh, putting this up a couple hours ago, actually about an hour ago, uh, Los Angeles has become the third NBA city to pass a sweeping COVID-19 vaccine mandate that will impact its NBA teams joining now New York and San Francisco. Uh, The ordinance, which has been passed by the Los Angeles City Council and signed by Merrick Eric Garcetti on Wednesday will go into effect November 29th. Starting that day, anyone entering among other facilities, indoor gyms, including Staples Center, home of the Lakers and Clippers, 
will have to be fully vaccinating, meaning 14 days past their last dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Both the Clippers and Lakers said last month that their teams are or in the process of becoming fully vaccinated. Lakers GM Rob Polinka said in his preseason media session that the Lakers will be fully vaccinated by opening night later this month. So we we are seeing something that's occurring here that it appears is going to spread its way across the country, right? Where these fully vaccinated areas are going to become more and more common. Uh, and if you're going to go in to watch uh, your favorite sports team in an indoor venue, that is how this is going to play. The NBA at last check was at 96% uh vaccinated fully vaccinated is between players staff and otherwise now there are those outliers uh among the group like andrew wiggins was wiggins hadn't been vaccinated well andrew wiggins had a decision to make for the golden state warriors not be vaccinated uh because they're in san francisco and not be able to practice with their team only to be able to practice and play on the road uh or get vaccinated, and be able to play all the games of practice with your team. Andrew Wiggins decided to get vaccinated, and he is now vaccinated and will now be playing with them. So that takes care of that. Now, the other one is Kyrie Irving. And Dan Plucker had some stuff that he found on James Harden uh, talking about Kyrie Irving, who is not in Brooklyn, practicing with his team, not a part of the preseason game action, with the Brooklyn Nets at this point. And James Harden has not heard from Kyrie Irving since getting to Brooklyn and practicing with his team for training camp and playing in these preseason games. But James Harden says that, hey, we fully support Kyrie and his beliefs and all of that, and his family fully uh, supports him on his beliefs and so forth. How do you think this is going to play out for Kyrie? How do you think it's going to play out? We only got like 10, 10, 12 minutes here, but... How do you think this is going to play out for Kyrie Irving? Because I I am so intrigued by this. I've said it before. I I trade him. Like, he's gone. It's been fun. I'm moving on. And KD can be as mad as he wants to be. But I can't pay you all this money to play half the games. I can't pay you all this money with the intent of trying to win an NBA ring and you're only here for half the games and then half the postseason games. By the time we get to the postseason, what then? Think about this, Plucker. What if it's the Nets and the Lakers in the finals? Kyrie can't play in any game in the finals. Can't play in any game because now L.A. is fully vaccinated. You have to be fully vaccinated in L.A. So now if it's Lakers and Nets, Kyrie can't play in a single game in the NBA finals. But you're going to keep him on the roster and ride this out? I, I just... There's just no way I can keep him on the roster. Like, he's going somewhere. And if he chooses to retire and never play again, that's on him. And KD can be as mad as he wants to be because he's under contract. So too bad, so sad. But I am not I am not riding this out all year with Kyrie Irving. Uh, and then him being the singular reason of why this team doesn't win a ring at the end of the season. Right. I mean, as, as frustrating as it is going to be for fans and especially fans of the Nets and and people in the Brooklyn media and across the country, I don't think anything is going to change here. I don't think they're going to move Kyrie Irving. I think 
they're going to stick to their guns and and see how this all kind of plays out. And it and we I know, know Kyrie, we know he ain't I, gonna I, do this. But the thing is, with all the things that Kyrie has done in the past, there have still been people that support him and that are yes. behind him. And the number one person in that is Kevin Durant. So this is the thing about Kyrie. Okay, so a couple things. As a fan, you may not like Kyrie, right? World's flat, Earth's flat, whatever. Fine, whatever. He, he's got his takes. You may not agree. You may think he's nuts, whatever. One thing about Kyrie is, though, you don't really come, or I haven't, seen or read or come across anybody that said he's a bad teammate or he's hard to get along with or he's hard to play with. Like, you don't really see that stuff. So I, I think, could be wrong, but I think these dudes like playing with him and enjoy playing with him. And think he's a, a good guy. Maybe his takes are different than everybody else's, but that doesn't make him a bad guy because his takes are different. Whatever. Everybody's got a, a right to their own opinion and their own thought process. It's because you and I disagree doesn't mean we have to dislike each other, which apparently is happening quite a bit now in this country, but it doesn't mean we have to dislike each other. So, my only thing is, yes, you can support him from a team standpoint, and that's fine. From an ownership standpoint and from a general manager standpoint, you're going to let this play out all year and and then gamble that he's going to get vaccinated? Like, where or what do you think is going to change that he'll get vaccinated? I don't – he hasn't officially said his reason, right, Kyrie? He has not officially come out and said it's a religious thing one way or the other. But if I was guessing, I would guess religion. That, that would be my guess. So if I'm right, it's not going to change religions. That's not happening. They could all of a sudden, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm become you know some other religion now, and I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna become Catholic, and I'm gonna become vaccinated. I'm gonna get vaccinated. No chance. Not happening. I trade them. Plucker, you say, and I, you said you don't think they will trade them or do anything. But no. if you were running the Nets, what would you do? I would sit down with Kyrie and say, listen, I, I understand your prerogative with all of this, and and you are free to do whatever you please, but there can be repercussions to it. And and it may be something that impacts this team and how it is currently structured. I mean, it's simple for me. And, like- and be like, if uh, like uh, just any decision that you make, things, can, things have to happen, and, and our focus as an organization is winning a championship and if you're going to be missing half of our games you can't practice with our team you you have the freedom to do that but just I just want to let you know that it could cause for you to be traded this is the thing and I I agree with you um that's what you have to have a conversation about I think I just this whole like how you started it you're 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 much nicer than me I, I would just be like you came here to win a ring that's why you're here you and Katie came here to win a ring Y'all wanted James Harden. We went and got you James Harden. We got all three of you now. It's your choice to get vaccinated or not. But I'm going to tell you right now that if you can only play and have our games, you can't practice with the team all year. You can only practice on the road and play on the road. And then we get to the finals. And if it's one of those L.A. teams like the Lakers, which they're the favorites to come out of the West, you're not going to play in a single finals game. Like, Kyrie, what do you want me to do? You, you, you want to get all this money. And get paid, but you're going to screw your teammates in the process by hampering them from winning a ring. Like, that's not even remotely even close to being a fair thing for them. And I respect your rights, and that's fine. But you also have to understand, I got to get somebody else in here that can help us win a ring. Because at the end of the day, that's what this is ultimately about. is about winning a championship. And if 
you can't help us win a championship because of this. That's fine. I'll send you to a city where they're not fully vaccinated. You can play a majority of their games, and they're good. And we're good. We just move on. If you choose to retire, then okay, you choose to retire. I I just, I, I there's just no way I could play this out. I don't know how long they're going to give it, but there's no way. I'm going to try and go get another star player. Kyrie Irving still has huge value. Huge value. Regardless of who it is. If Kyrie Irving got traded to the Pistons, Pistons fans would be elated. Wouldn't they, Plucker? Right? Pistons fans would be going, screaming to the high heavens, oh my God, we got Kyrie Irving in Detroit. Yeah, but I think I, I would be excited for it, no doubt. But I think with all the things that he said in the past about not wanting to play anywhere else, oh, I know. like I yeah, would yeah, be yeah, 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 yeah. hyper concerned. So they better give up next to nothing if the Pistons would do something like sure. that. Sure. But I mean, and, and that's obviously part of it as far as is he going to want to play wherever he goes or will he walk away and retire or whatever the case may be. I think that all plays into it, too, as far as what you give up and what you're willing to get. I, I just I'm I am blown absolutely away by this Um, because again, it looks like we're heading down a path with these uh, sweeping uh, laws like we've already seen in New York and San Francisco, now with Los Angeles coming in. Those are big, big cities with NBA teams and pro teams uh, where this is going to have an impact. Now, not as much of an impact on the outdoor teams, mainly the NBA or hockey teams. They're going to have the bigger impact. Have we heard anything about NHL teams in these cities? Um, I believe that any American, any player, or all the Canadian teams have to be vaccinated, and no Americans can go into Canada without having being vaccinated. But what about the teams that play in LA, that play in San Francisco? Well, San Francisco doesn't have one, do they? Uh, I'm sure it's the same rules. Though. New York too, right? So they have to. But all I'm saying is, from an NBA perspective, they have 96 percent vaccinated and we're talking about a handful of players that aren't vaccinated is the nhl 100 percent fully vaccinated because i'm not seeing hardly any stories out of the nhl for players who are refusing to be vaccinated won't get vaccinated i'm not doing i'm not seeing like any uh, of it somebody said that they're at 98 percent vaccinated okay so they're better than the nba as of last month so, so they're probably at 100%. Uh, then. Bill Daly said NHL expects fewer than 15 players to not get vaccinated. That was according to The Athletic. Well, there you go. So the NBA can't be that far off from that number. they got to be closing in on that number. They're at 96% as of last thing I heard from Michelle Roberts, who was, what, a day or two ago from the Players Association. I thought she said they were in like 96%. So... They're closing in. It's just weird to me that you single out a handful of players in the NBA and it becomes a news story. The NHL, not a peep, nothing. And there's guys obviously not vaccinated, but it's 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 not a story. NBA, it's a story. Interesting. Uh, all right, coming up next, we're going to hear from uh, Don Wachillis, our guy from the Journeyhouse College Sports Show, Thursday nights from 6 to 8 right here on 1250 AM. The fan, get his thoughts on the Badgers. They get ready for Illinois uh, coming up on Saturday. That's a 2.30 start for that one. And football season's in full swing. And playoff baseball is starting. And a place to catch all the games while creating your own sporting action is the Cute Club of Wisconsin. Not only do they have plenty of TVs to watch the games on, but you can play your favorite indoor games in a huge entertainment game room while enjoying awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubOfWI.com for menu and updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard 
in Waukesha. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fancy Sparky Fiverr with you. Dan Plucker, other side of the glass, executive producer. Don't forget Green and Gold Post Game Show. Gary Ellerson and Dan Plucker, presented to you by Lakeland University, comes up on Sunday afternoon after the Packers take on the Bengals. They'll be on the air starting at 3 o'clock. Gary, Dan Plucker, again, check them out Sunday afternoon here on The Fan. Time now to check in with our guy, Don Wachillis, from the Journey House College Sports Show, uh, coming up tonight and every Thursday night from 6 to 8 here on 1250 AM. The Fan. Don, thanks for coming in, man. How you doing? I oh, appreciate you having me, Spark. Good. How are you, sir? Uh, this Badgers team is driving me nuts, man. I got to be honest <laughs> with you. It's driving me nuts. And then on top of it, I'm, I'm thinking I'm actually going to go to the Badger-Illinois game in Champaign, possibly. I haven't got tickets yet, but I'm thinking I'm going to go check out that game on Saturday afternoon to further put myself into more misery having to watch uh, Illinois play Wisconsin. But uh, having said that, I um, didn't watch it live. Because I was busy. Okay. So then I caught up and watched it later uh, on, on Saturday. And I kind of had it ruined for me by a buddy of mine uh, who said, man, what a horrible Badger game, huh? And I'm like, dude, I got a recording, man. Stop. <laughs> so obviously at that point, I I avoided the score, the whole thing. I thought, well, obviously they lost. So fine. I'm still going to watch it. So I watch it. Graham Mertz finally started to look like Graham Mertz of last year for two drives. <laughs> Finally, at the end of the first half, I was like, there it is, taking off his helmet, yelling and screaming and going nuts. I'm like, okay, finally, here we go. We got the real Graham Mertz again. Let's see what we got. And then, boom, shakalaka, down he goes with a chest injury, and that's the end of Graham Mertz. Right. And you watch that game, and what surprised me again is the offensive play calling in that, in up to that point where you're describing where we're working our way down towards halftime, when we're up against the clock, every time he went to a five- or seven-step drop, he, he was just running for his life. There, there was no pass protection whatsoever. We get in what we'll call the two-minute drill when we have to go up-tempo, and it's a three-step drop, get rid of the ball, exactly what you're saying, Sparky. We saw Graham Mertz the way we had anticipated seeing Graham Mertz. So then we come out of halftime, 
and I'm watching it live, and I'm I'm more on the edge of the chair now because I'm thinking, all right, we figured this out. Three-step drop, tempo, let's just keep going down the field. And the first thing they put him in is a seven-step drop, and two minutes later he's on his way to the hospital. So did you see what I saw, which is the guy that looked like the guy last year before COVID hit and everything yeah. else? He was starting to look like that guy that everybody got excited about. And it looks – it was looking like when he's what I'll call in tempo, up tempo, not not sitting in the huddle and running down play clock and not doing what we'd like to call old fashioned Wisconsin football, he looks better when the tempo is a little bit uptick and he's in a three step drop and it's just get the ball out of his hands. That's when he to me was looking like the Graham Mertz of last year that played against Illinois. But again, the very first or second play, we put him in a passing situation. We drop him back seven steps, and next thing you know, he's got a Michigan uh, uniform tattooed on his chest, and that was the end of it. And that is because this offensive line is maybe among the worst we've seen in years. And the left tackle, it reminds me of Tony Mandrich in a Packers uniform. That's what the left tackle reminds me of. I understand he's a college kid. He's a redshirt senior. The dude's been there for five years. It is what it is at this point. Please, can we try Logan Brown? Please. I agree with that, that Logan Brown needs to see more playing time. But I I propose this theory, Sparky, in that with the fact Graham Mertz is at quarterback, instead of an offensive line that for the last 20 years has done nothing but practice run blocking, right? The one thing we've done well at Wisconsin is run the football, and the line has run blocked to almost perfection. The fact that they have Graham Mertz. The fact that now they're trying to incorporate more of a passing game, I don't think they've worked on even the run blocking the way they have in the past. And so instead of doing something exceptionally well and maybe your pass blocking being okay, now I've got two phases of the game that are, aren't even okay. I think it was pro football uh, focus that rated out the offensive line, and I think the highest we got was, I don't even remember who it was, hit in at 35.7 on a 100-point scale. The offensive line is horrendous right now. Yeah, the offensive line is horrendous at this point. And, you know, and that, that brings up the whole, well, I thought the Badgers were recruiting really well the last three or four years uh, under Paul Christ, which then leads to, is it a coaching problem? Is it uh, the coaching staff not being able to coach up these kids like maybe they did in previous years? I don't understand why we've had this sudden dip. I mean, we've had this caliber of athlete, okay, is a, according to the numbers, has been a little bit better over the last few years. We've had these athletes before, and why suddenly this year the, the bell is not being answered by, in this case, the coaching staff. I'm not putting it on the kids. The kids are playing to how well they're being coached, and right now this coaching staff is not coaching at least to the level that they have the last five to ten years. Talking with Don with Chillis, Journey House College Sports Show uh, tonight and every Thursday night from 6 to 8 p.m. here on 1250 AM. The fan, him and Dan Underberg uh, do a great job. When we talk about Bob Bostad, because that's a guy that has been brought up, he's coached the offensive line previously. Now he's got linebackers. Rudolph has been with the offensive line. Is that something to consider, moving Bostad back to coaching the offensive line and letting Rudolph coach quarterbacks or something? I think, well, please don't put him at the quarterback. Well, Chris is, Chris is in charge of quarterbacks now, so what's the difference? 
I well, it, yeah, okay, but if if he does to the quarterback position what he's done to the offensive line, true. Uh, you know, let's let's tie our shoes up yeah. a little tighter once again. It, there has to be some sort of change. There has to be a reshuffling. There has to be a philosophical move here within that group, within that coach's office, to make a change because defensively we're getting the job done. And defensively, yes, okay, Michigan scored 38 points, and yes, Notre Dame put a bunch on the board, but when is it happening? It's happening late in the game. These kids are tired because the offense is not sustaining any drives whatsoever and not keeping them competitive from a score standpoint. So I'll go with it, Spark. Anything right now to shake it up because what is in place as the day stands right now, it's not working. Let's talk about this game against Illinois because I said even if they lose like they did uh, to Michigan, they can still go 8-4 and because they're going to lose to Iowa, fine. But the rest of these games all appear winnable because the Big Ten isn't that good. So right. having said that, Illinois certainly isn't that good. Bielema doesn't have his kids yet uh, to this point. Please tell me if I buy tickets to this Badger-Illinois game in Champaign that they're going to win. I think this is a must win. I think their feet are against the fire that a game against Illinois – Sparky, you might be gracious enough to have me on, and we'd be talking about Brett Bielema playing his old school, what kind of rivalry that would be. This is a Wisconsin team now that has to go into Champaign and play for their bowl eligibility. That, that's really what it boils down to, because I am more scared next week against Army than I am against right now the Fighting Illini. So I think if you end up at the game, you might be able to breathe a sigh of relief. I really think this team will come out and execute at a much higher level because the opponent that they're playing is not a Michigan or Ohio State. But the opponent that they're playing as a head coach that sees blood in the water, I guarantee you Bielema does. And Bielema can say all he wants earlier in the week about, ah, oh, this is just another game. I don't pray a prayer any differently for Wisconsin's. I do anybody else. Then somebody asks him if this is if this would be a big time win for his program. And Bielema, being Bielema, said, "Well, they don't even have a Big Ten win yet. We do. So I'm not even yeah. sure that I would even say that uh, about possibly beating Wisconsin. You know, he's going to do everything. There'll be trick plays. He's going to show them everything, especially if Mertz is the quarterback, which it looks like it's going to be. They're really going to try and confuse Mertz. I would imagine they're going to try and confuse Mertz. But you have more faith in Bielema than I do." What Bielema has done since he left Wisconsin has given me no rhyme or reason to fear the Badgers going into Chicago, or Chicago into Illinois but Don, coming up this weekend. I, I get what you're saying. Don, he got to three Rose Bowls in a row and lost all of them. Fine. What have <laughs> they done since he's left? Well, okay, so what, what did Bielema do when he went to Arkansas? Look what Failed. Arkansas doing this. Year. Yes, well, Sam Failed. Pittman's a hell of a coach. Great coach, Sam Pittman. Like him a lot. Yeah, and, and again, you're right. Bielema didn't do anything in Arkansas. Hey, trust me, Bielema doesn't like me. I don't like Bielema, so I'm not trying to pump him up. But having said that, I mean, reality is reality. They they yeah. they haven't had the same success uh, since Bielema left as they did when Bielema was here. There, there is some truth to that, and there is some truth to the fact that we were talking about recruiting before. Yep. Under under Bielema, you had essentially a, a higher caliber. I know I heard Gary on the big show talking about he, he feels like he's missing that name, and we kind of are. I mean, we've got a lot of really good players, but we don't have those one or two what we'll consider to be superstars at, at key positions that really then become the identity of the program.
Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Down with Chills, catch him coming up tonight, six to eight uh, here on twelve fifty AM. The fan, Don. Who are you talking with tonight? Uh, we're going to bring in Matt Bell's, our our Badger insider, and so we're going to talk obviously about the game that we were just alluding to. But we're going to start to dabble in a little bit of basketball. Basketball is coming right around. Oh, good God! The Badgers. Seven, what are they projected? Like seventh to tenth in the Big Ten out of like twelve oh. teams. Oh, relax. They're going to be fine. They're a They're young going to be fine. Be okay. Did you see last year? Last year was horrible. And 60% of that has left. I've got some young blood. I'm excited about the Badgers in that basketball program. 7 o'clock hour, uh, Pat Baldwin's going to join us, head coach at Love UWM. Him. And, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Pat Baldwin. Uh, not only what he does on the floor with his team, but I think he's just a really important piece as far as the athletic department and what that means for the university. So Pat's going to join us. And then after that, we're really going to be talking about, we got a top 25 game here in the state uh, this weekend as Oshkosh will be at lacrosse. So on the Division Three side, we're going to have a top 25 matchup that I think is going to be one for the ages, at least as far as the WEAC goes this season. Speaking of the WEAC, we get a chance to talk to uh, Kevin Bullis each week. What about Whitewater? Just how good are they? Ah, Whitewater, ranked number three right now. Whitewater's got a really, really good opportunity to once again find themselves in the Final Four. And once you get in the Final Four, you wait and see what happens there. But Whitewater is just just kind of like the Alabama of the SEC as far as the WIAC goes. Woo-wee! You like that one? Oh, that's a good on that one. one so next time I talk to Bullets, I'm going to go, hey, uh, Donald Chilla says you're Nick Saban Jr. Just want to get a comment, see what he there says. You go. Yep. There you that, go. That's your lead question next week when you talk. He'll just bust out laughing. <laughs> he will just bust out laughing. Uh, hey, Don, thanks so much. Looking forward to hearing you and Dan tonight. Journey House College Sports Show tonight, 6 to 8, here on 1250 AM. The Fan. Thank you very much. Mark, appreciate the time. Thank you. Take care. There he is, Don with Chillis, uh, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline of applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe. I like Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at GreatMidwestBank.com. All right, coming up next, we're going to get the Illini side of things here. Uh, Jeremy uh, Werner uh, joins us coming up next from Illini Inquirer, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. That's straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. Thanks to Don Wachillis uh, for coming on from the Journey House College Sports Show tonight from 6 to 8, talking some Badger football, looking ahead uh, to the Illini coming up uh, this Saturday afternoon. And Champagne, and joining us now to talk about that side uh, of this game is Jeremy Werner. You can follow him on Twitter at jwerner247, part of IlliniInquirer.com and part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Jeremy, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me. So I'm curious. I, I see on your, your Twitter bio here, it says, former radio man. So you did radio at one point? Yeah, I did a radio show for almost a decade down in uh, Champaign-Urbana. Then uh, had kids, so I wanted a little more free time in my world, especially with uh, you know the writing career and having a radio career and being a dad. Uh, a little bit difficult, so now I just do the podcast. It's a little bit surrounding uh, my time whenever I can do it. But uh, yeah, uh, did the ten years of radio, so I appreciate what you guys do every day. That's a that's a long run. Yeah, no doubt. Good job. Uh, okay, so. Let's talk about uh, Brett Bielema. Uh, Bielema obviously had success at Wisconsin. Wasn't the most beloved uh, figure by the time he left uh, Wisconsin to move on. Struggled in Arkansas. uh, And now in Illinois after a brief stint in the NFL. 
Uh, how has Bielema come across so far with the fan base uh, in Champaign? Yeah, I think is uh, before the season, guys. I think the honeymoon period, uh, he aced it. Um, I think you guys know. Like, I know it didn't end well there, but he's a really interesting guy, right? Like, he he's some people call it brash, but he's definitely arrogant. And, arrogant, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys would say arrogant uh, based on your experience there. Yeah. And, you know, I've experienced some of that. At, you know, at some points, like he, you know, he had a fourth down decision a couple weeks ago that people didn't like, and. And he stuck to his guns, whatever, but uh, I think he's brought – Illinois needs that, guys. Illinois is not the same program as Wisconsin now, right? But uh, Illinois needs somebody like Barry Alvarez that can come in here, uh, boost this program, build something. And Brett, after taking over what Barry had, of course he took over a great thing there. Um, he continued it, right? And, and he did take it to you know three straight Big Ten championships when Penn State was down, Michigan was down, and, and Ohio State was down. So he – I, I think Illinois, my, my kind of point here would be, I think Illinois, if they got what Brett did at Arkansas, I think they'd appreciate it a heck of a lot more than Arkansas did, right? Three bowls in his first four years. That probably isn't going to happen here at Illinois, but I don't think people are expecting him to turn Illinois into Wisconsin right away. What he has done is he's given Illinois a much better college coach than Lovey Smith. That's how I think people look at it around here. Brett knows how to build a college program. He knows how important branding is. He knows how important being out there, being active in recruiting is. So I think when you compare him to Lovey Smith, who, who had some strengths, uh, but just wasn't suited for the college game, I think Brett Beam was a much better fit here, and I think he's a much better salesman. And I think he knows what it takes to win at a program like Illinois, or at least to compete uh, in the Big Ten West. You know, Jeremy, the, the one thing you talk about with Bielema and something that he had success with here in Wisconsin is coaching up those three-star kids or four-star kids to be better than maybe what people thought they were going to be coming out of high school. That all comes about because you put good people in the right position on your coaching staff to be able to do that, good teachers of the game. Uh, how has that coaching staff come together? And, and I saw you had a piece on Ryan Walters, the defensive coordinator, who seems to be pretty happy with how the defense is starting to come along. Yeah, I should have mentioned that in my answer to the first question you asked. I, I think why he's gotten, why Illini fans have really started to believe in Bielma was, one, the staff he put together. Uh, I think it, he's got a staff at Illinois that if Wisconsin fans had the staff, they'd, they'd feel pretty good. Or if Iowa had the staff, they'd, they'd feel pretty good. Of course, those two programs have great staffs, especially you know, Jim Leonard's defense coordinator there. And, and Brett Bielma hired a couple guys um, at Wisconsin that are still there, like, I think if they had this staff, they'd be impressed. And that's something that's changed a lot with Illinois. In the last couple of years of Wilby Smith's tenure, uh, you, they'd hire somebody. You're like, who? who? Who's that? Doesn't have experience really at the Big Ten level. Doesn't have experience as a coordinator at the, at the FBS level. So uh, he's brought in Tony Peterson, who's had success in Minnesota. And the jury's still out on, on him. But to bring in and steal Missouri's defensive coordinator, um, and they're struggling without him and Ryan Walters, and for him to have success, I, I think defensively the last three weeks, they've been really impressive. They got crushed by uh, UTSA, and Virginia gave up 79 points combined in those games. And he made adjustments to his personnel, changed his scheme, changed uh, you know his personnel up a little bit, and had a lot of success. That's what you want to see if you're an Illinois fan, even if it's not leading into a bunch of wins yet. It's made you a lot more competitive. And then he went and hired Kevin Kane, who is FMU's defensive coordinator, to be his outside linebackers coach. He hired George McDonald, who's a former offensive coordinator, to be his wide receivers coach. So, 
you know, Brett does get uh, does deserve a lot of credit for you know helping develop a lot of future head coaches. Whether it was Dave Dorn when he was up in Wisconsin, or Paul Christ, obviously has, has moved on and, and done great things as a head coach. Like I think coaches are really really attracted to that, and I think it's also you know as you were talking about developing three star prospects. He knows what he's looking for in kids. And he always talks about tough, smart, and dependable. That's a very big coaching cliche, right? But I think he's kind of lived that. He's getting bigger, more athletic kids, and certainly is doing well with offensive linemen as well. So uh, I think that that all pertains to a good foundation. You get good coaching. You get uh, tough and smart players. I mean, they're they're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. They're looking at Iowa, Wisconsin, Kansas State, Michigan State, those kind of programs uh, that they can be a developmental program. Talking with Jeremy Werner again from the Illini Inquirer 24-7 Sports. And of course, you can follow him on Twitter at jwerner 24-7. The other thing about this is we're talking about stars and players and so forth. I would imagine part of the key for Illinois is keeping the kids in state in state. Notre Dame has had uh, their pick of whoever they wanted out of that state over the course of time. How difficult is that going to be for Brett to do? Yeah, I think Illinois is too big of a state, too big of a rich talent pool, right, to, to own it. Yeah, you're not going to get every kid you want. Illinois basketball deals with that as well. And I think what's made Brett, uh, Brad Underwood good in basketball is his ability to get, you know, an Andre Curbelo, Kofi Coburn from out of state and then land one star like Aodesumu, uh from in-state. Uh, I think that's what the Brett Bielema plan is. Like, they have nine in-state commitments in this class. They had zero in 2020. Oh, my it God. Was, yeah, it was it was zero awful. and this you had no commitments from the state of Illinois? Correct. And the three oh. they had last year weren't very highly recruited. So all it takes is a little bit of effort. I think Lovey Smith, his first class guys, he did great in state. And some of the players he got, Kendrick Green was a third round pick of the Steelers, uh stole him from Iowa and Notre Dame. Uh Alex Palcheski, Darian Lowe are our starting tackles who have a chance at the NFL and uh, give Illinois a pretty good run-blocking offensive line. Like, he did really well, and then he just thought that, you know, Illinois wasn't worth it. Um, and he went to Florida and Texas, and that's fine. There, there's a lot of talent down there, but he still wasn't landing the best talent from down there, right? So you have to recruit to your home because, you know, if you're not going to get them now and you don't pay attention, you don't recruit to them then, you're not going to get them later because those kids – talk to other kids and talk to the younger kids and they just have a negative opinion about Illinois, especially if they're losing. So Brett Bielman knows from his days at Wisconsin, right? You have to recruit your state. You have to recruit what they're good at. Wisconsin's offensive line, Illinois, Chicago line guys, Wisconsin comes down and gets offensive linemen, Iowa gets a bunch of offensive linemen from Illinois, but Ohio state, Michigan, Alabama, even they're going to come in and get some of the big fish, right? But if Illinois can only get one or two of the top ten or a couple of the top ten, but then really live on that ten through thirty, Illinois usually has about thirty power five prospects each year. It's it's something different for Brett, right? He didn't have that at Arkansas. He didn't have it at Wisconsin. If you get a good foundation of those players, you can have a really solid program. I, I don't think anyone's looking at Illinois like it's going to turn into what Wisconsin is right now in a couple of years, or uh, you know Michigan or anything like that. Why can't Illinois do what Indiana's done with Tom Allen? Why can't they do what Northwestern's done, to be honest with you? And what Pat Fitzgerald has done, it's a bigger brand. They have more resources. Uh, and I think Brett Bielman knows that. So he set a good foundation. Like They're in battles for in-state prospects, landing solid prospects with several Power 5 offers. Um, I think that's a really good step in the right direction. All right, Jeremy, who you got this week in Badgers uh, and Illinois? I'm thinking about coming down with the family to come check this game out. I don't have tickets yet, but I'm thinking about coming. Uh, so what do you well, think got, I'm going to see? 
Well, I kind of look at this game as kind of the, the Spider-Man meme, kind of pointing at each other. Terrible passing offenses, pretty good defensive play. But you, you guys know, I mean, Wisconsin's a more talented team, more developed program, and I just have so much dang respect for Jim Leonard. Uh, I think you guys are lucky to have him still. He's a defensive Agreed. coordinator. Cause he has no business. He was actually one of the guys I had towards the top of my list when Illinois was looking for a head coach. Uh, I just thought, you know, that's that's the kind of next guy, but – uh, man, he, he, turned he turned down the Packers. He turned down the Packers D coordinator job to stay at Wisconsin, for God's sakes. Yeah, yeah he loves Madison. So uh, I just have so much respect for him, and I, I just don't trust Brandon Peters. I mean, he's had, you know, five, five, six years to be a Big Ten starter, and he hasn't shown consistency. And Illinois stuck with him despite you know, bad decision-making, poor execution. Uh, I do like Illinois' run game, but I don't like it against Wisconsin's run defense. So uh, I, I think Wisconsin wins this one. I, I think their offense – struggles. I do think Illinois' defense has figured some things out. I think it's hard to run against Illinois, uh, and they do force turnovers, which obviously has been a problem uh, for Graham Mertz. So I think Illinois would have to have a huge takeaway day like they had two years ago uh, to, to win this one. So my prediction was something like 24 to, to 13 or 24-9, something like that. I, I just don't think Illinois. I just don't think Illinois would be able to score. I, I, I can't, because, I, I, I mean, you don't know the history, but Brett Bielema doesn't like me at all, and I don't really like him. Um, so I don't really want to go down there and see y'all beat the Badgers, because that would I, I would lose my mind. I'd be very, very, very mad, Jeremy. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. And uh, if Illinois beats Wisconsin, uh, well, I'll call you back. We'll get you back on next week. Sounds good, guys. Have you too. Jeremy Werner from the Illini Inquirer 24-7 Sports. Follow him on Twitter at jwerner247 on the Great Midwest Bank. Outline of apply for home renovation loan. If you're feeling anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Robbie Makloff is in the building. He is here. We will find out what is coming up on the famous Rami show coming up uh, at 3 o'clock next here. On Sparky's Midday Madness. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on... 
1250 AM, The Fan, Sparky Fiber with you. This segment brought to you by Jim Dandy, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Cheer on the green and gold Sunday at noon. Free food at halftime, free touchdown shots, plus the best fish fry in town and nightly specials. Follow them on Facebook, Jim Dandy's, South 27th Street in Oak Creek, under new management, new menu, new food. It's, it's all delicious and all very good. Jim Dandy's in Oak Creek. Creek joining us now here in the beautiful Lakeland University studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years. Check him out, lakeland.edu. He is Rami Makloff. How are we doing, Rami? Good. Oh, good. You seem in a better mood than you have been all week. That's good. This weather is trash, dude, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Feels like, you're in, feels like I'm in Seattle with all this rain and clouds and everything else. I haven't. When was the last time the sun came out? Huh? Have we seen the sun uh, in a few days? It's been a while, I guess. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. You need to see the sun. Is that a thing for we you? We all do. That eh, doesn't bother me. No way or the other. I think I could live in Alaska <laughs> with like a lot of dark and not a lot of sun. I don't think it would bother me. No, I mean like it's it's like a scientific fact that uh, vitamin D is uh is good. For I'm you. lacking vitamin D. Have been my whole yeah, life because you don't get enough sun. I always have like like vitamin D. Yeah. Oh, take vitamin D supplements. Oh, this that whatever. Just go out in the sun. I mean, that hasn't been an option for three days, but just go out in the sun. I live in the sun all summer with youth baseball. We're in tournaments and yeah, outdoor games all summer. Like, you're wearing a winter coat in the middle of winter. You know, you in, know, the, in here? Anytime. Guess what? Gary's about to start wearing one because it's so freaking cold in here every day. Then why am I Not sweating that... in here every day from three to six? You can figure it out. But either way, all right, so what do you what do you got coming up uh, on the show today? What do you got? You're just going to jump ahead to that? All right. Yeah, because, right. I mean, nobody cares what it's like in our building. Who cares? <laughs> This doesn't affect anybody listening to I the radio. You guys are cold, though. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm always cold. Always. Yeah, that's weird, dude. Have you told your doctor about this? I know I've asked you this before, but have you told your doctor, like, I'm always cold? No, because I'm not the only one. Gary's always cold. Leroy's always cold. Like, if I was the only one, it's then I'd be like, oh, here, maybe it it's a thing. It is always cold in it's here, so In here? Thank you, Pluck. It's so here. hot, dude. It's so hot. Maybe just because I work so hard, you know? I work harder than anybody else. That could be it. But I'm sweating in here. Sam can attest to that. By like 4.30, sweat dripping down my face. I don't know what's going on. Prepare better. Does it get hotter then later Then you wouldn't in the be day? as nervous during the show. <laughs> yeah, it's nerves. Prepare better. Maybe they turn yeah. off the AC later in the day. Maybe it's blasting during the big show, then they shut it off. You think that's what it is? Maybe. I don't know. I oh, My experience was during like, the- uh, Just Rami's in the building. Yeah. No need to waste money on the AC Sure. Anymore. My My experience- uh, during the big show was it got colder after five o'clock in the building usually. Oh no, dude! And by the time I came back for a Bucks post or a Brewers post, it was frigid. Mm-mm. No, I'm always it's always hot in here. It's a cooker in here. But again, I mean, I go hard. I go hard in the paint. Is what I do weekdays three to six here on the Rami Show. Okay, what do you got? Out of the gate, Sparky. I want to know how do you make up for Devin Williams' absence? How do you make up for we have Andy Ashby? Next question. Just like that, because that is what I said the day it happened. That is one of the options. That next man up. So you're saying Ashby would be the next man. Yeah, and again, any routine. A lockdown bucks, uh, lockdown brewers podcast told me last week, two weeks ago, whenever I had him on last, a madness uh, that he believes Boxberger will be the eighth inning guy. Could be. So I'm not as big of a fan of that because he hasn't pitched one in September. No, he Uh, hasn't. I'd rather let Ashby pitch the seventh and eighth, and then Boxberger seventh and eighth. Yeah, I think, and I brought we brought this up in the big show. I I think I'd go Ashby seventh and eighth if you're ahead on. Um, depending on where Burns' pitch count is, tomorrow. And then Saturday, if Ashby does pitch two innings, then you can come back with Boxberger and Cousin. Uh, those two uh, go back-to-back seventh and eighth, going up to Hayter on Saturday. That would be day off Sunday. Ashby's ready to go back two innings on Monday, mm-hmm. back to the other combo. But again, you have to be up and winning. If you're not up and winning, all this is 
a moot point. Or if it's tied or if it's close. If it's tied or close, I think I still run the same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Well, that's it, one of the options. We have yeah. next man up. Starters go longer. Well, they have to go longer. You can't be pulling Corbin Burns after five freaking innings. Like, or six. If if his pitch count's good through six, pitch him. If it's through seven, fine. There's no... If it's a 0-0 game, a 1-0 game, Brewers or whatever, and he's at 85 pitches going into the eighth, pitch him. But you know the whole thing about going through a batting order a third time. Don't care. And how managers... Yeah, don't care. Josh Hader could go multiple innings. He doesn't seem too crazy about that He's idea. not doing that again, it doesn't sound like. And I have, I have one of, you know, one of my trademark... Rami outside the box ideas. I'm not going to spoil it right now. Oh, okay. I have a fourth option. All right. That I think is going to blow people's minds. And I think the Brewers might even be considering. Really? I think they may be considering it. Okay. I think it's possible that you've been right before on your crazy uh, baseball ideas. I'm 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 so crazy. I might be a genius. Okay. Some people might say Cody Decker. Speaking of people so crazy, they might be a genius. He'll be here at three thirty to talk some uh, Brewers and playoff baseball at four o'clock. Very Brewers heavy show today. Tell me how why the Brewers win this series. Tell me why the Brewers would lose. Oh, this this is your last show before the game. Yes. Yeah, because they'll be playing during your game. Heavy Brewers. Also on the show today, Sparky. We choose the twenty twenty one. Brewers playoff anthem. We have Eddie Jade's submission. We have a few more submissions that have come in. We have a couple more submissions that have come in. So we will uh, play those. We will vote on those. There will be a poll going up shortly mm-hmm. at 1250 AM. The fan on the Twitters and five o'clock hour jam packed. Andy Herman of the uh, Pack a Day podcast at five and Will Salmon of the Athletic at 530 to talk some Brewers baseball. Oh, Will Salmon. Good get. It is. Thank yeah, you. very good. Yeah. Always like talking to Will. Rami Makaloff, C. Sparky Pfeiffer, Sparky's Midday Madness done, and uh, Rami's show coming up next. Enjoy we're done. the rest it's of your It's only 2.56. Usually we go to like 3.05, Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be on time. Wow. That's a shocker. Yeah. Right. You should have as much time as you needed to get that show in of yours because you'd only have three hours to begin with. <laughs> That's it? That's all I got? Yeah, three hours. That's it. Three That's to six. Plenty, dude. That's three plenty. to six. Bard goes <laughs> six to ten. We go ten to two. I'm I good. mean, you only get three hours. I feel bad you only get three hours. I'm good. I heard Bart's idea today. I didn't mind it. I'd be okay with it. Mm, Bart this morning I said that idea. Bart said this morning, starting on Monday, <laughs> Bart's gonna work six to nine. I'm gonna do mid morning madness yeah. uh, from nine until ten. Yeah. And then Rami would go back to doing two to six again. I hate that idea. But whatever. I hate it. I'll go before Not big show. Into that at all. I'll go over before big show of Bart no, once. Cool. I'm good. You sure? I think we I think we got a good groove going here. I think we got a good lineup. Feels fine. Good lineup. Murderer's Row. Rays came out today, so we'll see if we still have this same good vibe after (laughs) I look at the ratings. Uh, That'll do it. Have a good rest of your day. Toodles! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 